1: Who are the 2023 NFL draft winners walking out of the 2023 NFL draft? And I'm not just talking about players that were drafted. I'm talking about anybody impacted. Josh Allen, up, value up. Tony Pollard escaped the NFL draft. No competition coming in at RB. Deuce Vaughn's there, but Tony Pollard safe. Bijan Robinson, amazing landing spot. Gibbs, amazing landing spot. No competition for Christian Watson. We're breaking down all. The 2023 NFL Draft Day winners from every angle will do a loser's video in the coming days. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the fantasyfootballshow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show Live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. My name is Smitty, and we're breaking down all the 2023 draft day winners. Who made out like a bandit coming out of the 2023 fantasy, well, NFL draft. Who came out like a bandit coming out with a fantasy football uptick in value. That's what we're here to break down. Um, We've got a little bit of like what team benefited, what fantasy football pick, you know, matches an NFL Amazing pick, you know, because those go hand in hand sometimes. But we're really breaking this down from a fantasy football perspective. Uh, But on the screen right now, you see a a bunch of names. These are all winners. And we're going to break down each and every one of these guys uh, and and how much value uptick they got from escaping a drafted player in the case of Christian Watson or Stevenson or Josh Allen, just getting a guy like Dalton Kincaid. So let's begin with Bijan Robinson, who clearly, clearly was a winner on draft day because he landed in one of the premier, I've still got it on the, the board here, one of the premier landing spots that we projected for Bijan and Gibbs. So to, to get Atlanta one of our top five choices was a good day. We had a good day at the office getting Bijan Robinson into a high volume situation. This team is top two in, in carries from 2022. This team is going to run the ball uh, uh, like crazy in 2023. And they're going to throw to Bijan. They're going to funnel everything through Bijan. It wouldn't surprise me if Bijan got over 300 carries as a rookie. Which I don't know is something we want. (laughs) We don't want him to break down. But at the same time, this guy can handle it. This is a monster. This is a monster. Let's call it 255 to 275 carries most likely for this guy. They're going to run him a ton. This offense runs the ball a ton. This head coach runs the ball a ton. They were, again, like I said, top two in the NFL in rushing last uh, rushing attempts last season. So they're going to feed this man the rock. He couldn't have gone to a better location other than maybe Chicago. And you could even make some arguments that Atlanta's better than all those spots. All these spots on the, on the table here. Philly, they use their running backs strangely. They led the league in carries, but a lot of that was through Jalen Hurts. So... We got a, a tough comparison when you say Philly, Atlanta. Who runs the ball more? Because you got to factor in the run, the quarterback there. Cincy, they, they're weird with their running back situation, and they're keeping Mixon, and they may have cut Mixon if they drafted Bijan. Buffalo, they they use the running back strangely. Chicago, I think would have been a great spot. That would have probably been my favorite spot, just because I love what they're building in Chicago, and it would have been fun to watch Bijan grow there. But he's in a phenomenal location. The minute this team. Gets a QB, a competent QB, and maybe Ritter's that guy. Bijan goes to the moon, or goes to, to 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 Neptune. You know, he goes to the furthest planet we could find. We thought it was Pluto. Pluto is a dwarf planet, but that works. He goes to Pluto. He goes as far as he can go. He goes out of the galaxy. If the if this guy gets a, a competent quarterback or competent quarterback play out of Ritter, so Bijan Robinson was a clear winner coming out of the NFL draft. And this next player, Jameer Gibbs, he also dominates the NFL draft in terms of of ideal landing spot, coming out of the NFL draft with more value than he entered. Uh, Bijan probably came away with the value we were already putting on him and placing on him. We just got... I don't want to say we got lucky, but we got we were fortunate that he landed in one of our premier spots that we identified as being a premier spot for Bijan. So we we didn't es- we didn't escape the NFL draft uh, in in terms of like being lucky with Bijan, but it could have went bad.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: You know, there were a couple landing spots we didn't like, like New England. And this man right here we'll talk about in a second. New England would have been bad. Tennessee's a a death trap for running backs or for any fantasy talent, which is why I don't like Burks. I think Levis smells like a bust, looks like a bust, probably is a bust. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I'm not excited about Levis at all. Those were two spots that could have been not disastrous for Bijan, but not ideal at all. So he escaped those locations. Those are really the only only locations I wasn't really excited about. Every other location where Bijan would probably go, Would have been good. However. You know. You never know with Seattle. What they would have done. So. You know. We're just. I'm just happy that Bijan. Came out of the NFL draft. In one of our top premier. Landing spots right here. So. Fantastic news. Jameer Gibbs. As I've mentioned. Over and over and over and over and over. And over. And over. That. um, This guy landed. Not only in, in one of the most amazing spots. At the end of the day. After Swift was traded. But. He also landed in a place where this team absolutely loves him. I've shown the video over and over. The war room screaming and yelling. Uh, bear hugging each other. The GM going absolutely nuts. Banging on the table when he was still available at 12. Cheering like crazy. This this war room was so pumped to get him at 12. And as much as people want to rip on the Lions. And they did reach for both their first two picks. They, they literally reached, uh, you know a little more than they had to. There was word, even if it was, I don't know, even if it was it was uh, smoke, there was chatter that I heard, that they heard, that a lot of people heard, and it was from more than one team that, that Gibbs was going to get taken in the 11 to 19 range, 11 to 20, that he was going to get taken. A couple teams were targeting him, and so they almost took him at six, which would have had everybody, in an in a uproar, because 12 was too high for the the general population, uh, and everybody was so upset about this, or making fun of them, oh, the Lions, yeah, they grabbed, congrats, Lion haters say, congrats, they grabbed an RB, they could have gotten the second round, no, if you think that Gibbs would have fallen to the second round, you're a casual, you're a casual, if you think Gibbs would have fallen to the to the mid 20s that's possible but the chatter was there you either believe the chatter or you don't they wanted him at six a couple teams had had Gibbs higher than Bijan on their board not right or wrong not condoning that not stamping an an approval on that I'm not saying somebody approved that that Gibbs is better than Bijan but the truth is that a couple teams had Gibbs above Bijan so did the Detroit Lions really do themselves a disservice going and getting their guy at 12? No. And, and it doesn't even matter. That's irrelevant when it comes down to it. Why is it irrelevant? Because it doesn't matter. It, it, I could care less what they did or didn't do in terms of reaching or not reaching. The bottom line is they're proving to us by talking about taking them at number six overall, taking them at 12, and then people being in an uproar about it, which is doesn't matter It proves commitment to this guy. The war room reaction. The fact that they traded Swift right away. The fact that they were going to spend top six draft capital on him but spent 12. The commitment is fully there. This kid is electric. This kid is going to gain five to six pounds just in NFL weight. Being at the facility. Eating the food there. Working out with, with NFL trainers, not college trainers. It's a level up across the board from his eating, his nutrition, and his working out. I'm not kidding about just being at the facility and getting good food and getting good nutrition and being fed in a different way. This kid's gonna put on five to six pounds just by living at the facility and his drive, his hard work, the chip on his shoulder to prove people wrong that say that say that he was too early, he's drafted way too early. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder even though he was taken high. I love that. It's like a reverse chip on the shoulder. This kid's going to be out to prove everybody wrong. He's dynamic. He's one one juke away from going to the house, 70 yards. This kid's going to score four or five long touchdowns that are going to be 20, 15, 15 plus yard touchdown runs. At least 10 plus yard touchdown runs. He'll have four or five of those. Not to mention, everybody's saying he's not going to get goal line work. He's going to get some sort of draw play on the seven yard line two or three times during the season. They're going to pitch it to him in the end zone one or two times. This guy's going to have, I would say, between nine and 13 touchdowns as a rookie. Eight to 13 touchdowns as a rookie. That's a, that's a wide range. Eight. Totally doable. 13, you might not like that number, but it's a wide range because he's so dynamic. Even if he's given three or four goal line-esque touchdowns that aren't driving him up the A-gap, but... A creative shotgun formation from the from the three or four yard line, and they literally pitch it to him in the end zone. They literally do a draw play. These happen all the time. ETN was used all over the goal line, even though he wasn't successful. If you owned ETN, you knew that it was a lot of circumstance and unlucky uh, play calling and, and collapsing offensive line situations that caused ETN to fail in his goal line role. It wasn't like the smaller back doesn't succeed at the goal line. This guy, Gibbs, can absolutely succeed at the goal line. I'm not saying he's the goal line back. They brought Monty in for a reason. But if anybody thinks that Monty's going to get his 17-touchdown share, the volume uh, uh, Jamal had when Jamal scored 17 touchdowns, led the NFL in rushing touchdowns, if anybody thinks that Swift's role is going to be handed over to Gibbs, And that's the divide. That's what we're looking at. You got another thing coming. You're going to be very disappointed if you're hating on Gibbs and your objective is to watch this kid get Swiss workload and fail people. He's going to get a massive amount of volume, a massive amount of volume. Get ready for it. Okay. Gibbs is a, a a big time winner in this 2023, uh, NFL draft. Comes out a huge winner. Big time. Uh, the next gentleman that we're going to talk about is going to be a wide receiver I've been pumping up all off season long. And I was, I admit, a petrified Peter during the NFL draft. A little bit of petrified Peter going on, okay? Because when the Green Bay Packers were on the clock here at 13, I thought maybe they're going to go... Big name wide receiver, JSN, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. I thought it was definitely possible right here, and that would have been a problem. That would have been not a huge problem. I still would have been high on Watson, similar to Kenneth Walker. The value drop would have probably washed any risk going forward, but any shares you had prior to the NFL draft would have kind of taken a hit, a a kick to the nuts, so to speak. But... I would have adjusted and said, okay, now Watson's going to fall to round five or six, maybe round six. He probably would have. If Addison went to Green Bay, he probably fall to six or seven. Watson would tank. And that would have been, there would have been an adjustment in our minds, like Kenneth Walker going round four now, where we say, hey, this is actually a new opportunity that I kind of like. So it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But I'm more, I'm ecstatic that Watson exits the 2023 NFL draft without any risk of volume being taken away. And this team went after Musgrave. They improved the 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 the, the pass-catching room, in a sense, enough that doesn't hurt Watson but helps Watson. Watson is not going to be just the, the focal point of the defensive coverage anymore like he could have been had they not addressed the tight end position and got Musgrave and did some things. Then when it came back around and they had a chance to draft Jalen Hyatt, I again started to panic a little bit because... I thought Jalen Hyatt's good enough that he could be the number two, three, four wide receiver from this draft class. And if you don't believe that to be true, you don't really understand, in my opinion, the impact this kid could have. And and I've been up and down on Hyatt, I admit. I kind of... Said I'm not sure how he runs. He runs with his neck 40. He's a stand-up straight. I need to work on my posture. How can I get mad at this man's posture when I'm sitting here slouching on my chair? Let's all stand up straight. Everybody watching at home, let's work on our posture. There's a certain sort of uh, uh, a confidence you get when you stand up straight and you show that that upward posture instead of the slumped-over look. Let's, let's all do it together. Hyatt, if you're watching, I want you to stand up tall, bro, because you, you're probably about 6'2", 6'3". If, if, if you stood up straight, Hyatt is a monster in the making in the right situation, and he's Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnston where there's question marks, but you still like him in a different situation. He landed in the amazing situation, and I think he has a path to be the number one wide receiver. Had he gone to Green Bay, this would have been a potential problem, but instead, Green Bay takes Reed. I'm not concerned about Reed at all. He's okay. He's not a guy I I looked at and said to myself, "This is a guy I need I need to get. This is a guy that I need to scout. I hope he lands in a great spot." I don't I don't I really he wasn't on my radar all that much at all. I watched some film on him. I did have him lowly ranked, not anywhere inside my top ten wide receivers. Really, not even close. I got guys like Tank Dell, Joshua Downs, a whole list of players ahead of ahead of Reed, and Reed's landing spot doesn't help him at all in my mind. The Green Bay Packers, I don't think they made a mistake necessarily from a football perspective. Hyatt was the pick, but I love that Watson has almost no competition. And I'm absolutely thrilled for Watson and his his situation. Uh, Escape the NFL Draft. Watson, you're Smitty approved, pal. You've just been Smitty approved. Gibbs, you're Smitty approved, pal. You've just been Smitty approved. And, and Bijan, you're headed to the moon. To the moon. All right. So we've got that underway. Stevenson is the next man up. And this guy, this guy escaped the NFL draft. Let's just say that. He escaped the NFL draft. This guy could have been looking at a, a Bijan. We were kind of worried this was a landing spot for Bijan um, at this number. What was it? Let's pull it up. New England had that. Number 17 overall pick. Uh, did they trade that? I feel like it was a different spot. But w- there there was a time where it felt like New England was very much going to... If if Bijan slipped past this Bijan row of 8, 9, 10, there's a chance he could have fallen all the way to New England. Anywhere New England was, he could have fallen to Washington at 16. He could have fallen anywhere in this territory. Detroit at 12 was... Uh, well, Detroit at, at, uh, at, at the time, uh, 18... Because they were at six, Detroit was a concern. Um, yeah. So, so coming out of this draft, I mean Stevenson's a huge winner, and the whole uh, pitch play where the Raiders intercepted, take it in for a touchdown, um, and and win that game that should have went into overtime at the end of the season. And then, and then the the fumble. I believe in the last week, or was it two weeks before the season ended, or last week, he fumbled a, a, a play away. He was like trending in the doghouse territory for for Bill Belichick. So I was worried about the hoodie going in and getting some big name running back. Charbonnet would have been a disaster there. Although Charbonnet ended up being an even worse disaster going to Seattle. I would have much rather Charbonnet went to to New England, and ruin that situation, to be honest, than than to ruin the the Seattle one a little bit. But there is some newfound value in Walker. Walker's probably going to be fine. And if Walker ends up being the same Walker prior to that draft selection, and that draft selection has no impact, people that take Walker in the fourth round go forward are going to win their leagues. Walker has that kind of value still. But this is about Stevenson. He's retained his... Third round, amazing ADP. He might even climb into the bottom of round two. With Walker falling out of round two now, falling almost to round four, we might see Stevenson as one of those RBs that people trust the most to climb into the bottom of two or at least the top of round three. So it's pretty um, pretty tough to imagine Stevenson climbing higher than the bottom of two. Hopefully, he stays in round three. Hopefully, he just goes from the bottom of three to the top of three. You know, I feel like in any any higher than that could enter a territory where we're like, okay, Stevenson in two is too much. Like, a third drafted player is perfect for Stevenson. If he climbs higher than 3.1, let's sit down and have a conversation. Okay, let's sit down and have a conversation at that point. The next man to absolutely be saved and salvaged by the 2023 NFL draft Escaping uh, near death is Tony Pollard, this man right here. (sighs) We thought Charbonnet might have landed in, in Dallas, and he may have had he slipped. Had the Seattle Seahawks not poached him right before, we would have probably seen Charbonnet fall to Dallas, which in hindsight would have been a much better disaster. Um, but again, we need to keep in mind that the Walker might be 100% fine. But when I say disaster, I say that from a perspective of Charbonnet doesn't get to to live as a standalone running back. He's gotta have, we gotta have Walker fall for Charbonnet to thrive. And so, regardless, it's a disaster. It's a disaster um, because we want Charbonnet to be starting somewhere. But from a from a Walker perspective, I think people are overreacting. So Pollard. Amazing situation for him in 2023. I think Pollard could be a top 5 to 10 running back. I think Pollard probably climbs the fall of Kenneth Walker. will shove both Ramondre Stevenson and Pollard up. Wouldn't be shocked if Pollard lived at 3.1 to 3.4. Let's hope he doesn't climb into round 2. Stevenson or Pollard, one of those guys may... Climb into the top 24 overall. We may see Pollard or Stevenson climb into the very, very bottom of round two. If that happens, we'll have to reconvene and decide if that's too costly. Okay, but for right now, anywhere in the third round, Pollard's an absolute machine. Uh Josh Allen was a huge winner in this 2023 NFL draft because. We thought maybe he'd get a, a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins if he had trade. We thought maybe they would draft a wide receiver like Addison, or maybe they'd get Zay Flowers if he fell. Or they'd go after Kincaid or Michael Mayer. And they did go after Dalton Kincaid, who is more of a wide receiver than he is a Gronkowski-type tight end like Mayer. So, you know, this fits pretty well given that We got Gabe Davis, who's not really pulling his weight as the wide receiver too. And maybe Gabe Davis pops back into relevancy and fantasy football relevancy with the emergence of Kincaid. But Dawson Knox doesn't scare me at all. Kincaid's got amazing value, a fantastic situation. He's got to line up in the slot all the time. He's not going to be even lined up as a tight end. Dalton, uh, Kincaid, and Dawson Knox can be on the field at the same time. Dalton is going to run routes like a wide receiver. A ma- not a major- I don't know if it's going to be a majority of the time. We don't really know, but a lot of the time, at least a big chunk, you could say a big chunk of the time, this guy's going to be broken out wide in the slot, playing what looks like a wide receiver uh, role a big chunk of the time. And this is fantastic for Josh Allen. Josh Allen to the moon. Josh Allen might have solidified a spot, a move up at least one draft slot in terms of the quarterback rankings. I don't even know where I rank my quarterbacks right now because I love all four, all five of the top quarterbacks. Fields is number five. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. It is so hard to even rank those four quarterbacks. If I had four drafts side by side by side by side, I would literally take Each one of them in all four of those leagues to make sure I diversified. And usually I'm a guy that says, this is my guy. I've got a guy. You can't throw four people in front of me and I don't have my choice of the four. I literally feel like I would want to divide all four up across four different teams. Honestly. So that's how good this situation is to me. Um, Josh Allen's in the conversation of one to four he's not three or two or locked in or locked outside of the top two he literally can be the number one quarterback easily any given year any given year and that could be this year Dalton Kincaid uh Stefan Diggs maybe they still trade for Derrick Henry which wouldn't really hurt the wide receiver production at all and it would only help it wouldn't hinder Josh Allen's production because they would probably run Henry a whole lot less than people expect. I could see Henry rushing from 980 yards, missing two or three games because he's 29 years old. And really just being a touchdown threat and a big threat in, in the playoffs where he steps up and has a, a few big, huge monster games but is kind of used in a, in a way that, that is not disappointing, but it's not going to be top five running back production in Buffalo the way they use their running backs. But if they bring in uh, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen only improves. I don't see any scenario, unless somebody gets hurt like Diggs, where Josh Allen doesn't continue to gain value. Like, he is only going to gain value if the uh, the Bills make any more additional moves. Kincaid was a fantastic pick. In, in Dynasty, he's got a ton, a ton, a ton of value. Um, The other winners from this 2023 NFL draft, Lamar Jackson was a big winner because he got his number one wide receiver in Zay Flowers. He also got his number two wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. He also got his payday, so he's excited about that. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy and bring some stability to the running game. You got Munkin coming in to install a new offense, and based on how they've drafted and accumulated wide receivers and given Lamar what he deserves to get, I'm kind of feeling like Munkin is going to build something that's going to keep moving in the right direction, so I'm kind of excited about that. Javante Williams escaped the NFL draft, no doubt about it. Because they didn't draft a single running back in this 2023 NFL draft. They've got basically uh, P. Ryan, Samaji P. Ryan ahead of Javante. It's a great cuff. I'll get to the super chats in one second. It's a great cuff to have these two together. P. Ryan and Javante, especially in best ball, it's a very safe cuff to have. But. To not draft a big name running back that tells me that they feel more confident with the recovery process out of Javante. Now I'm still gonna pump the brakes and say we gotta we gotta hear he's ready for week one. This is this can't be a we shove him into to the first, you know, cutting experience a couple weeks before week one, he's gonna get hurt, just like Barkley did, just like JK did. So we gotta be careful. It could even be better that he starts the, the year on PUP and comes in strong without being shoved out there in week one and injuring himself. But he definitely escaped the NFL draft, and there's some value there. And if he goes in round eight and you get P. Ryan in round 10, which is the, the 280P ranges that we kind of figured out last night, that's that's pretty good. You could, you could skip drafting your running back too, go wide receiver heavy, quarterback tight end, fill up all your other positions, come in strong in round eight and round 10, and secure Javante and Pirine, and you got yourself a very, very amazing running back too that is pretty darn cheap and very, very crafty. Uh, Swift was a big winner from this 2023 NFL draft because the drafting of Gibbs opened up the door for a trade to get him out of Detroit where they didn't want him. Now, he's got to prove he can stay healthy, but Swift in uh, in Philly is a great opportunity. If he can't do it here, he's not going to do it anywhere. But Swift and Philly at least gives the man a chance to prove everybody wrong. Let's see if he stays healthy. Maybe he gets different, you know, training. Maybe he gets different focus from the staff. Like he's not gonna be focused on by that staff in Detroit. He wasn't. And so if he goes somewhere where they value him, they traded for him, maybe he gets extra special attention to stay healthy. He gets a certain amount of you know, workload in the passing game and and maybe he doesn't run a ton and that's good. Maybe he, he pulls the old, I don't know, Austin Eckler volume divide that Eckler used to have when he was a 300 or 400 yard rusher and got most of his damage in the passing game. I think that would be most conducive to Swift's skill set and ability to stay healthy if Swift became a three or 400 yard rusher max and really did all of his damage in the receiving department. Where he's pulling in like 800 yards in, in 5 or 6 receiving touchdowns. Gets you 350 on the ground and maybe 3 touchdowns. And he has a sum total of 10, 11, 12 total touchdowns sixty five to seventy receptions seven hundred fifty to eight hundred fifty receiving yards and three fifty on the ground that would be a top ten running back and a steal in hindsight for everybody that believed in him now will he stay healthy that is his downside that is his 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 unfortunate hurdle that he must jump over and all of us have to attach ourselves to them at what's a gonna be a climbing adp value that could I I believe climb into the five six round range. I don't really know yet. Nobody really knows yet. We'll have some good updated best ball ADP very, very soon and you can bet your bottom dollar I'm coming down hard on the ADP data to show you where all these guys are, are leveling out at after we get about you know four or five days of drafting on underdog fantasy promo code smitty get up to one hundred dollars bonus match on your first deposit when we draft late at night this is where we draft and i'm gonna drop the link right now if anybody wants to be a part of this you gotta click this link now and, and sign up using this link. It'll insert the promo code SMITTY for you. Or if you do end up going over there on your own, make sure you use promo code SMITTY. But if you want to draft with us at night, you got to sign up ahead of time or you're not going to get in. Click that link. It's a $10 minimum deposit, but they'll match your first deposit. So deposit wisely your first time. If you do drop $100, they will match up to 100 bucks your first time you drop a deposit. So Swifty is in a great spot. We'll just see if he stays healthy because that's all it comes down to. 8-chain in Miami is a fantastic landing spot for this speedster. And guess what the Miami Dolphins and Miami Mike like? They love speed. They absolutely love speed. And this guy's quick, and he's in front of two very older injury-prone players, in, in Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert. Neither one's probably gonna stay healthy to be honest. Not even half a season. And they probably could both get hurt together by midseason, leaving A Chain the starting job. Now, do I think A-Chain can be a full-time back for five, six years? I kinda don't get that vibe. But can he win a league one or two years and then kind of fade and then you you know, you you move off him after about two or three years of, of of getting, you know, beaten to the ground at his his stature and his frame and the way he plays uh yeah i I, look 2023 is all i care about right now if we're talking dynasty one to two three years is fine you adjust and adapt one or two three years into the into the value so for right now looking at it from a 2023 lens he is a sleeping giant as he sits there and waits and waits for his opportunity and another guy that i think is very very similar uh which i'm also going to put on this list a guy that i think uh he didn't really land in you know what some would say is the best spot because he doesn't have the job all to himself but this guy right here in uh, Chase Brown Chase Brown is going into a situation where Mixon is Looking at more the same charges that were dropped, refiled against him, uh, they almost cut him in the offseason. Wouldn't be surprised if he took some sort of pay cut. But right now they're saying Mixon's on the roster. It doesn't mean he's locked in. But right now he appears to be heading into 2023 on the the Bengals roster, not set to be cut. But Chase Brown is is a guy that's going to have a, a tremendous potential to win leagues if he gets into that lineup. He's a big back, uh, 200, I think, 20 pounds. Just just a nice, nice player. So, I love that value. So, make sure you're looking at this kid as he's falling pretty far. Rashad White escaped the NFL draft. This is a moon man from last year. We love Rashad White. The team has said multiple times they expect him to be an every down back. They want to make him a a three down back. That's great news. I'm a little worried and skeptical that this offense can move the chains, but... If they can and they can create room for White and he's not getting 3.4 yards per carry and it's not his fault, then he could have a, a nice little low-end running back two-year, room for more upside than that, and an outstanding flex-type year. So let's go. Appreciate everybody um, who's been supportive of this. A oh, wild bill says $25 best ball. Yeah, the best ball drafts right now, the manias are $25 a piece. There's a minimum of twenty five dollar deposit though to get on to Underdog, just to get in, just to you know make sure you're ready to go for mocks. And we do the private drafts for three dollars, so you actually don't have to do uh, those uh, twenty five dollar drafts if you don't want to. Pacheco escaped the NFL draft. This guy, this guy right here. We thought maybe the Chiefs would pull in a, a, a rookie like Charbonnet or pull in a rookie. Like Jameer Gibbs, um, they had that number thirty overall draft selection in the NFL. Thirty, I'm sorry, uh, thirty one overall draft selection, and, and there was a shot that you know Charbonnet or Gibbs was thought he could fall to thirty one. Gibbs almost went number six to the Detroit Lions, and don't clown on him, cause they believe in him, and so do I. Maybe he's early, but like I said at the top of the show, we don't know. We don't know where these teams were going to take him. He had so much buzz going on in this eleven to twenty range. I don't blame or fault the Detroit Lions at all. I think his 18 pick was a reach. But they still got their guys, and the Lions got better. I don't care if they reached. They got better. They improved their situation a lot. They had a good draft. They just reached. They could have got a lot more value in some places. But who cares? They got their guys they believe in. And I believe in the Lions. And Pacheco escaped because Gibbs went to Detroit. Charbonnet didn't go in the first round. Um, Casey could have, you know, potentially threatened this spot in a different couple of different ways, and they didn't. So Pacheco walks out unscathed in, in some ways, but, but McKinnon could be brought back in Keep an eye on that because I still think he could have some sneaky good, very end of your best ball draft type value, but nothing nothing to count on. But he's got to be brought back in. But Pacheco, Pacheco escaped. He's a hard runner. I like this kid a lot. He runs so hard that I'm afraid he's going to get hurt, but he runs really hard. He definitely, definitely, definitely um, escaped the NFL draft. JT escaped the NFL draft. This guy uh, not only didn't see competition come in that's in any sort of threat at all, like at all. He doesn't have, I mean, Hulk, they drafted Hall. I'm not, the guy. The guy's not even on my top 15 overall rookie rankings or anything. He's decent. He's good backup, I suppose. But JT has no threat in terms of, you know, losing carries to anybody. But what, what JT experienced was a, an offensive overhaul. Um, getting Anthony Richardson was the best thing that could have ever happened to JT. Could a different quarterback like, I don't know. Stroud be better for him maybe maybe not I don't think that Anthony Richardson's going to vulture so much that JT's just not going to be in good field position I think the threat of Anthony Richardson running around spying Anthony Richardson from a defensive angle is going to leave JT open for a lot of untouched touchdowns he's going to run in a lot of scores that he wouldn't have run in if you had a pocket passer back there so it's going to be a wash it's going to be a give and a take. Yeah, anthony richardson might absorb some red zone work and some goal line touchdowns but his presence alone will make it very hard to worry about where jt is on the field because you're literally spying this guy and you're like where's anthony richardson gonna go he's the focal point of every single defensive play um and, and so this is good for jt jt really got a bump from the NFL draft damian pierce uh, a big uh, uh, a big winner on draft day, because they didn't bring in a running back, there was a a, a threat to that that twelve overall pick maybe being uh, Bijan if he had fallen. They they also could have you know taken a running back at any point during the draft that would have threatened Pierce's workload. So that was a great a great thing coming to, coming out with uh, White and Pierce both being and their ADPs are so low, both being sleepers now, like they're, they're sleeping giants. Because I don't think their ADPs climb so much. They might go up a little bit. But I don't think they climb all that much. Maybe a little bit. But they're still going to remain very, very good values. And those are my my big winners from draft day. We'll do a loser video as well. We're going to open the phone lines right now. But these are my big time winners from the 2023 NFL draft. My extensive coverage. This has been 36, 36 minutes of breaking this down. This is truly, truly a big list of winners. We have a big list of losers for sure. And and some of those aren't necessarily losers; they're just players that drop in value. So I'm gonna put like a caution sign near like a Kenneth Walker, for example, instead of an X by him. It wasn't like he took a a hit that he can't recover from, but it is a confusing situation that has a lot of different you know implications to it. And we'll cover all of that in the loser video. Who was the who was a draft day loser? Who was a draft day? Maybe perceived loser, but I don't really agree with it type of thing. Uh, uh, Charbonnet was a draft day loser because he could have been a starter in the NFL from day one and he's not. So even if we like his value, and I'll talk about that, Charbonnet was 100% a draft day loser because he walks out and he doesn't have the value that he should have had. Uh, Someone said uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, he he definitely, um, I'll put Najee on here too. And if anybody has anybody else they want to bring up, Uh, definitely, uh, bring it up and I'll pop it on the screen here. Najee Harris definitely, uh, exits the 2023 NFL draft as a winner. I don't think he had too much threat though, uh, to, to, to exit, you know, as a loser, but improving the offensive line, um, you know, bringing in some nice defensive pieces. These are all, these are all things that help him. So he was helped in other ways. I wouldn't say escape the draft. I'd say the draft really helped him out for sure, because the Steelers are going to move the ball down the field pretty nicely. So he was definitely a winner of the NFL draft. Uh, I am I am still a Jalen Warren truther, says Dark City. I like Jalen Warren, but he's not taking anything from Najee. He's just going to be a compliment. Derek Lincoln in the house. Appreciate Derek Lincoln being here. we got a whole bunch of you in here. Let me get to these super chats. If anybody dropped any super chats, I'm going to them right now. Super chat from Rockout. Rockout says this. He says, are the best case scenario... Our, our best-case scenario with Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet is to have Camara and Ingram type of season. Um, they both ball out in Kamara's rookie year. Um, I I I break it down pretty in pretty good detail in my video, Rockout, so definitely watch the whole thing if you haven't. But in a nutshell, there's still a very strong chance that Charbonnet affects Walker very little at all. And, and, and Pete Carroll, when he called him, in his first sentence that he said to him, he goes you know, something to the effect of, we have good big plans for you. We're also going to need you to become a special teamer as well. That was just like literally his first words to him. So I think everybody that's freaking out, even at his fourth round, newfound fourth round ADP, I think they're missing the assignment. They're not, they're not catching the assignment properly. The assignments changed, you know, adjust and adapt season. But at fourth round value, Kenneth Walker can still be a top one to five running back. Like, is there a shot that Kenneth Walker is still the number one or number two overall running back in fantasy football 2023? The answer is yes. There's still a shot. As it has the the percentage decreased quite a bit. Yeah, it has. Let's be honest. That's why I'm not even comfortable drafting him. If let's say his value didn't drop, and you said Smitty, everyone's still drafting him at 18, 19, 20. Are you? I'd probably tell you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I can draft him. It Maybe one share somewhere, but he would hold a lot of risk if he maintained his ADP and draft value. But the great news is, is it's doubled in the wrong direction, and now he's going around four. Some people told me last night in best ball drafts at Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Link is in uh, the description. Let me drop the link one more time so you guys can get into these drafts. We will be drafting on Underdog Fantasy using promo code Smitty. Uh, maybe we'll do one tonight. I don't. I don't know if we'll get one tonight. In we'll try, but we'll definitely do them Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, but get into the get into this link right here. Deposit a minimum of ten bucks, and uh, they'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. Let me pin that link right now. Link has been pinned. Um, but I've heard from people that drafted last night, two or three, four people that said that he went around the four point twelve to like five point four range. In best ball, Kenneth Walker. And you can get Charbonnet, whose value also dropped. Most people aren't looking at this in a, oh, this is for sure going to be a sneaky pick. A lot of people are just disgusted by the, the, the timeshare. And so Charbonnet is going around 10, 11, 12. You know, reach where you where you have to. But if you, take, if you take this guy, if you take this guy, Kenneth Walker, at 5.1, and you get Charbonnet, and even if you reach him, Round 10, you have yourself a potential top five running back at the cost of a fifth round pick. It's like the best case scenario is huge, Rockout. It's got a worst case scenario, unfortunately, but there is absolutely a high level best case scenario still available. And I know a lot of people don't want to see it and that's fine. I know they're mad. I love Pollard, but do do you think I should look to move him in Dynasty since he's on a franchise tag? Maybe look to move midseason. It depends on the offer, Sir Isaac. I will always trade somebody. My door is always open to anybody that wants to come acquire a player of mine, especially that sees an uptick in value. I'll always sell high on anybody. Even if someone came to me and said, I'll give you Bijan, and I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to give you Brees Hall and, you know, and and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, You know, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm gonna take Brees Hall, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts for Bijan. I'll sell anybody, but will I hold somebody over the fire and, and 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 make them give me way too much on a player that I just I find them almost untradeable? Yeah, of course I would. So tough to say exactly, but do I love Pollard? Pollard to the moon, pal. To the moon. Pollard to the moon. He is a moon man for a reason.
3: The moon man dropping loads in outer space.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, Hall's a moon man. Walker's remaining a moon man. I'm going to revise this moon man list post-draft. There'll be a video on it. But Walker's staying on it just from a new angle. Charbonnet's staying on it from a new angle. Win a league angle. Alexander Madison times 10 is what this guy now is. Walker's a fourth or fifth rounder. He wouldn't remain on this list from the same value, but he's in a different value. I mean, you could even say, okay, take him off. Okay, Walker is now off. The, the list and now he's added back on like it's it's gonna be that kind of live stream when we break it all down. Pollard is on here for a reason. The NFL draft escaping running back additions to this Dallas Cowboy roster only makes him more of a moon man. And so would I trade him it depends on the offer Sir Isaac but am I am I urging everybody to go out and sell high because I feel really bad. No, I'm a little panicked on the Cowboys uh offense but Look, Pollard is Pollard is such a dynamic player. Dallas could do wonders with this new, you know, direction they're going in with without more I I think it's probably not a great thing that he leaves and I don't know if McCarthy's going to, you know, make this thing, you know, better than it was, but maybe he can. You know, maybe he can. They want to run the ball a ton, that's a good sign. They still got a lot of weapons and at the end of the day, I think they'll still be more successful than not successful. I just don't know what the the offense is going to produce. Is it going to produce top five fantasy numbers across the board for for the offense or will they drop off a little bit? I don't know. Allen or Fields, Gibbs or Stevenson? Um, Allen or Fields, Gibbs or Stevenson? Give me Allen. He's top one to four. I think Fields is top three to five. Gibbs is top 10. Stevenson's top, obviously Gibbs is top six to 10. Stevenson's top eight to 12. So there's some overlap for both of them. Allen could be one to four and Fields could be three to five. So is there a world where Fields scores more than Allen? Yeah, there's that overlap. Gibbs is five to 10. Yeah. Top, I would say top five to 10 and, and Stevenson's like eight to 12, eight to 13, eight to 14. So there's a world where Stevenson outscores Gibbs, but, not likely. So both those answers are very very easy for me even though there's some overlap. It's Allen and it's Gibbs. Appreciate the super chat. Lewis, you're the man. Uh Roshan Johnson is this year's Pierce but better. I like Roshan a lot. Roshan is a clear winner. We could put Roshan on this this list here. We'll put uh we'll put Johnson on here. Roshan Johnson definitely landing in a very very good spot in Chicago and he could definitely be one of those like sleeping giants. And he could be a moon man before long, so hang tight on that one. Thank you, Isaac, for dropping that super chat. And rock out with another one. I would take Walker in the fourth value slash fifth. I would, too, rock out, and I'm going to try and scoop him up everywhere I can at that that type of value. I think was first in the building, followed by Sandu, followed by Romez, followed by Jake L, followed by Chester, followed by Axe, followed by Frank. Appreciate everybody in here, Travis. All of you are amazing. Thank you for climbing on in here and hitting that thumb up button on your way in the door. Uh, Let's go. Dan Grimm in the building. Sandu, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Pierce is on the list. You saw it. You saw it. You saw it. The list is right in front of your face. And it's pretty marvelous. There's a lot going on. A lot of of players got got amazing value. ETN isn't a moon man, says Lake Show. He, he could climb there, but his a lot of thinking is that he was a draft day loser. I disagree, and, and I'll tell you about that when I talk about the uh, draft day loser video, that a lot of people think that, that Bigsby going to that situation where you've got Doug Peterson that always hints at getting a running back by committee type of situation going, and the fact that they don't throw to ETN, and they should. It puts a little caution label next to him, but I will not put an X by ETN like some people and call him a draft day loser. I would say that it's hard to put him on the moon man list because you know um, he's already exploded his values really high. Could he could he win a league from the third round? Yeah, but could he climb because walkers fall? Maybe, so we have to kind of see where his ADP is. We'll come back in, we'll circle back. If ETN, if people start freaking out about ETN facing Bigsby, then you bet your bottom dollar we're putting ETN on the Moonman list. But Walker being removed from the second and third round might drive not only Ramondre Stevenson into round two or to the very top, 3.1, but Pollard could be driven up, ETN could be driven up, or ETN could be driven down. It wouldn't shock me if Etn went down. Walker went down even further, and Pollard and Stevenson both got brought up. But the unfortunate part about... Um, uh, thank you for dropping the super chats, guys. You are, you're amazing, uh, Grant. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this one in one second. Um, the bad thing about this is when one player falls, another player rises, and sometimes that riser is a player that we've been calling a sleeper. Uh, ten dollar hauler from Grant. Grant says ten team T law C. CMC, Stevenson, CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Waller, Brees Hall, Flexes, Ridley, Cowboys, D, Justin Tucker, Benches, Judy, Javante, P. Ryan, uh, Deshaun Watson, Juwan Johnson, Zay Flowers, League Winner, 10 Team, CMC, T Law, Stevenson, CD Lamb. Yeah, definitely could be a League Winner. Brees Hall. I-, I love it, bro. That's a really, really good squad. Really, really good squad. Brees Hall. Brees Hall with. CMC and Stevenson. Yeah, you got a real nice team there, bro. That's a real nice team. I would potentially go look to trade Ridley in for London. I really think that would be a good move for you. I like that a lot. CMC, T-Law. Try and even upgrade. I like T-Law a lot, though. But I would I would maybe even upgrade T-Law using... Um, God, what can you do? I mean, honestly... You could put P Ryan and Javante into your flex and trade really to upgrade T Law into the number one quarterback. Like that's another option that I would look to maybe do. But your team's absolute fire. Good job, Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. Totally love that team. Austin dropping a super chat. Austin says uh, just traded ETN and Burks for Bijan and Dynasty. Has been yeah this is the authorities the, the the veto police um he's he he hangs out with Bart Simpson uh I'm not sure if he's the guy on the left or the right I'm pretty sure it's the guy on the left if I had to guess black shirt yeah yeah, completely robbed his buddy. All right, Austin, you have a ten a ten minute lead. You know, as a friend, I'm going to give you a good ten minute head start before the Vito police arrive at your doorstep. Appreciate you all dial into the show. Call into the show. Call call, call into the show. Taking your phone calls and doing it live, people. Um. Let me go ahead and move Stevenson out of the way. Stevenson is in the way. Excuse me, Stevenson. I'll move Gibbs over here. I'll move Stevenson over here. I'll move Watson over here. I'll move Bijan over here so we can get this phone line situation in order. Um, wow, what a, what a night! Nice, I mean, this is a nice list. I gotta say, this is a nice looking list here. A lot of draft day winners. Phone number in the corner. Dial into the show. Um, guy on the right, haha! Oh man, we we missed, we missed. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey,
2: what up, Smitty? What's up? Have- uh, well, you know, want to talk to you about my boy Tank Dell? He landed in the best spot he possibly could have, and as I said before, I think he's going to be the number one receiver for Houston from day one.
1: He's a stud, bro. There's a reason we talk about them all the time on this show. Um, Couldn't agree more. I think Tank Dell, Joshua Downs, those are are Joshua Downs, Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, honestly, wouldn't shock me in the slightest if one of those guys finishes higher than Quentin Johnston and Addison. Not only as rookies, but have better careers. Josh Downs, Hyatt, Tank Dell, um, there, there, there's a in mingo wouldn't shock me in the slightest if one or two of those guys were the number two and three you know like i think jsn or flowers one of those guys will be the number one from this class mingo could be honestly but i think mingo josh downs and hyatt i'm actually a little bit shocked and i think that the the vibes going to change very soon and the people that are all over my rankings right now, and saying, "Smitty, how can you like? How can you not like Quentin Johnson higher than ten or wherever I put him? Uh, let me see where I, I have him. I think I have him nine,
2: isn't it? Eight? Uh,
1: Quentin Johnson eight. eight. And okay. the people that think I'm so low on Quentin Johnson, that think I'm out of my mind, it wouldn't shock me at all if that reaction that everybody has right now—the knee-jerk reaction—I can't believe it. That's my guy. These are people that own Quentin Johnson. Ninety uh, percent of the reactions I'm getting are people that have already drafted him, and they own him, and they're just mad, right? Or they're about to draft him, and now they're they're thrown off. They're like, wait a minute, and, and trust your gut. If you like Quentin Johnson, take him. But if anybody for a second thinks that Hyatt in New York can't be better than Quentin Johnston. I I believe you're very biased toward that selection of Quentin Johnson for whatever reason and I don't know what the reason is but if you think that Hyatt doesn't stand a chance to be better than both Addison and Johnson I don't think you're looking at it with an open mind. If you think Joshua Downs can't be top 3 or 4 wide receiver from this class or Tank Dell can't be a top 3 or 4 wide receiver from this class I don't think you got an open mind to this situation. And and and
2: did you uh did, did you see
1: uh the the, the, the tape of um, tank versus uh sauce um yeah did you see that I think I, I think I did yeah. catch some of that tank tank's amazing tank is yeah, polished yeah. bro people don't realize he's smaller he's so good he's like, smaller. He's-
2: People don't. I don't think people realize it yet. They just. They're. They're going to get a. They're going to get this rude awakening, and then, it, it's probably going to be during preseason. And then I'm not going to be able to get him like I am now, because he'll piss his. I know. I know his ADP is going to go up, and I'm just like. So I'm just getting as much as I can. I have. I have a. Right now I have 100 percent of him in all my best balls, on um, best ball mania, and most of my day fours, if not, all of them.
1: Yeah. Um. Swift.
2: I, I've been. I mean, you know, I've been telling you from the time I've joined your, your show, Tank Dell is the dude. Hey. M&Z Flowers, those are, the two, those are the two best wide receivers. I truly believe in this draft. Hey, Joe. I think ca- you're going to have a big
1: Joe, call in on this Swift running back one in 2024. Running back 1.1 in 2024. So you got it, Joe. You got to call in on that. I'm not, I'm not even going to, like, blast you. Yeah. I just want to hear your argument because, Joe, that's the boldest I've ever heard in my life on on DeAndre Swift. Um, he wasn't even ranked that high last year. Steven, you're live. What's going on, Smitty? What's up? Two names for you uh,
3: that uh, are, you know, a little bit under the radar. Uh, been doing some research. The Bengals drafted a kid, a wide receiver, uh, Charlie Jones, out of Purdue. And it looks like they're looking to shop uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, so, that would be a one to keep an eye on. And also, uh uh, Rice uh, went to Kansas City, second round pick. If Tony or um, Sky Moore go down, it may, he may uh, get a little bit of run. Uh, but, uh, you know, both of those are definitely a couple of guys to keep an eye on uh, that are a little, you know, a little sneaky.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I don't mind the Rashid Rice one. I think Wilson, the wide receiver from Arizona, is another one that I'd like him a little bit more than Rashid Rice rice is going into a situation where i mean i'm not saying you're wrong it could definitely work out i'm not saying he's a boss by any means but we we've seen this chief team continuously not use players that they draft and they just they they could care less about draft capital it's it's so weird it's so weird you know the investment in, in Clyde and how you know you some would say that they committed to him long enough and they needed to let him go in terms of being their starter but you know, I, I feel like from that to to uh, to not giving Sky Moore a more prominent role, I think Sky Moore because of the draft capital spent on him has a higher likelihood of being the the, the number one guy, and then you still have Kadarius Tony. So Rice is a good, um, he's definitely a good prospect, but I, I like I like a handful of guys more, like jo- Joshua Joshua Downs, um, Hyatt. Those are all much much. Uh, more upside to me but but I I hear what you're saying um all right uh very blessed indeed appreciate you he's gonna call back oh Joe call in again Joe are you the six one uh I'm six here. one oh six one zero Joe Joe thank you Joe okay let me let yeah. me add you here yeah. Joe I'm here. Joe I'm gonna put you in the system here just so I remember who you are when you call in Joe Swift 1.1 2024 I gotta put that in here so I remember who you are okay Explain to me. I'm not trying to go at you. I, I want to genuinely hear why Swift is the 1.1 1. Sure. 1 running, or the running back one in 2024 after this 2023 season. Hit me with it. He's got talent, so let's hear it. Can you can you hear me? I, we, oh, we're, we're, we can hear you. Go for it.
0: All right. He's from Philly. He's been snubbed his whole career. He's going to be in the best offense where they're going to have to worry about the the uh, past game, and he's going to better, he's better than Miles Sanders. He's going to have 20 touchdowns this year. 20 touch He's going to, no problem. Every time they get into the red zone, they're 20 they're going to give him the ball, he's going to run it right in. Bro, Have you bro. seen this guy in the red zone?
1: <laughs> Tw- I have.
0: He's going to, he's going to fight for this team because he's from Philly, he's getting a shot on the great team. Bro, twenty. See him play better. No problem. They're gonna be worried about everything else on that team, and then they're gonna give it to a running back who's better than Miles Sanders.
1: 20... Uh, look, gonna... let us pump the brakes a little bit. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Some of what you said could be, you know, twisted into the truth. Like, is he better than is he better than you know, um, any running back on the roster? Okay, sure. Okay. He could definitely be the number one running back on that roster. He doesn't have to compete with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is not the option that he's competing against. But is he is he going to outproduce the 17 touchdowns that Jamal had in Detroit yeah. last year? I don't think so, bro. Like if you yeah. came out and said he'd have 10 touchdowns, I could be like, you know, it's it's a bold, Joe. But I like bold. Oh, I'll remember it. He's been put into the
0: best offense. You what? And he's been snubbed his whole career. He's been put into the best offense. I has
1: been I, snubbed
0: look, his whole career.
1: I do like him. I do like him. But 20 touchdowns is Just crazy, bro. It.
0: 20
1: remember touchdowns is. is madness. That's madness. That's madness, bro. 20 touchdowns. All right. But, but, hey, I hope...
0: Yeah, well, the Philly team is madness.
1: I hope he stays healthy, and I hope uh, DeAndre Swift proves, you know, because, like, let's step back here. Let's just, like, let's give Joe a little bit of, uh, I don't know, wiggle room here and say to ourselves, had Swift been traded from Detroit to Philly in the offseason last year? Because he walked in as a top 10 overall pick, right? Top 10 to 14. Had he been traded to Philly last offseason – what will we have said? We Would have probably been like, "This guy's gonna be a top five running." Like, look, look, just saying yeah. to Joe. To Joe's, hold on, Joe. I am defending you for a second, and then I am gonna, I am gonna probably take it back. But, but is it possible that this kid turns into what we expected him to be just less than one calendar year ago? Because less than a calendar year ago, we thought that this kid was gonna be a top five to seven running back. We truly did. So, what has happened in between? He's been injured. Oh, hold on, Joe. He's been injured. He wasn't believed in. His team didn't want to throw him out onto the field. There's a real solid shot that if he stays healthy, he's going to get massive volume. But 20 touchdowns is absolutely crazy. But, but I think, could he be a top 10 running back? He possibly could. There, there is a world where he could be a top 10 running back. I truly believe if he stayed healthy, he could. That Philly offense is the best offensive line in football. There's certainly a path to him being a bounce-back player in fantasy football, like the number one bounce-back player. There's certainly a path for it. But I I think you need to curb your expectations a little. You kind of remind me of somebody, Joe, that doesn't care about ADP. Like, you're just going to draft him in round one, (laughs) no matter what. And you're going to say, he's going to prove it. You watch when Joe... You can literally steal him away. Still, I wonder where he's gonna go. I truly wonder what value range he'll climb to. We'll know in the coming days. I should have a good updated ADP for you, and we'll see if he climbs as high as like around four or five. I don't know. I imagine four or five is where we'll we'll see him. But but Swift.
0: Okay, I'll pump the Drake and say he's the new uh, uh, what's his name from from the Raiders. Jacobs, that's what
1: somebody said in here. Jacobs, uh, I, I can get behind him having a top seven to ten season, and we're all like, "Wow, that's what we wanted." Like, I could, I could understand that, but, but twenty touchdowns, bro, you got to, you got to back down from that a little bit. That's crazy. Somebody said twenty first downs, maybe. You
0: can't get, you can't get motivated to play for the Lions.
1: Twenty receptions, twenty receptions, maybe. Uh, let's see. Swift needs to become. I don't know if you heard my opening. Bro, I gave Swift a, a nice little pep talk at at, at the top oh, of the yeah. show cuz I talked about Swift being one of the winners of this draft class, right? So, uh or of this I'm sorry, of this draft. This NFL draft, he was a winner. I put I talked about Swift for like maybe 5 to 7 minutes right here. He he wasn't obviously affected directly by the draft. He was affected indirectly. But this guy right here, I talked about it for ten, maybe 7 to 10 minutes, and I said that he needs to be the Austin Eckler when Austin Eckler was getting like 300 to 450 rushing yards. That's what Swift needs to become. He needs to be a 350 to 400-yard rusher, and he needs to pull in 800 to 900 receiving yards. He needs to get 65, 70 receptions, and about 10 to 12 total touchdowns. That will put him in the top 6 to 10 running backs. That's if he stays healthy. Now, there's a whole different component there. If he, if you promised me that Swift would stay healthy, there's not a single person in here that should keep saying the same thing they're probably saying right now. I haven't read the chat yet. Uh, Swift is cheeks. He's not to be trusted. He's going to be you know, injured. If you could promise me he would stay healthy, every single person in here should revert back to, yeah, he's a top 10 running back. If you could promise me he'd stay healthy. The problem is, His talent, which I've just mapped out to be top 6 to 10 capable, his ability to stay healthy probably feels like 40% chance at best. So we'll see what happens. 40% chance at best that this guy can stay healthy.
3: Sure, that's why I trade. I absolutely love Swift. He doesn't have to get any yards.
1: He's just going to be in the red
3: zone every game. Hey, hold on. I love Swift.
1: Go ahead, Steven, real quickly.
3: Swiss talent, but the thing of it is, uh, the, I think the bigger issue is that the Eagles always use a, a, a backfield by committee. Um, you never they uh, they never give all of their carries just one guy. He doesn't. They don't. They always spread it out, whether it be Gainwell or whoever else they have.
1: So my only pushback on that would be, and then I'm going to go over to Harris. My only pushback on that would be that they haven't had a running back like Swift in a while. And so it's pretty easy to say that that could have been not necessarily what they wanted to do. They do have the feel of a committee. um, Most certainly, I I do agree with that in general, but I think Swift can live inside a committee like Swift is the kind of guy that if you make him a wide receiver and Steven, what I just mapped out is 100% the best committee approach you could find. Like I just said that Swift should only get 300 to 450 rushing yards. This, this team ran the most out of any team in the, in the National Football League. Now, granted, Hurts was a big part of that, but there was no team in the National Football League that had more rushing attempts than the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm pretty sure. Off the top of my head, I believe that's a correct stat. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But But to me, if I just told you he needs to run for 350 to 400 rushing yards on a team that runs more than anybody in the National Football League, doesn't that mean that he needs to live in a committee? Swift is the perfect back to live inside a committee if the team gives him 800 receiving yards, 750 receiving yards. So I agree with you, Stephen. I agree with you and I also agree that if he stayed healthy, the committee would make him turn into a top 6 to 12. Fantasy football running back problem is again. That's a whole different argument. There's a uh, compartmentalized argument over here that says he's got a thirty to forty percent chance at best of staying healthy. And healthy to me would be he only misses one or two games. That's healthy to me. Uh, Let's go over to Harris real quick, and then we'll we'll swing back around. Harris, go ahead.
0: Hey, what's up, Smitty? Um, I just wanted to get the opinion on um, Tony Pollard. You know, coming off the injury. Where do you have him in like dynasty redraft going? Like what round?
1: It's a great question, and it's a question that I think anybody could debate, and and even myself, um, I'm gonna be all over the place on it. You know, one, one day I might have him two, three, four spots higher than the next day. Like honestly, it's a really, really tough situation to break down. I don't think the injury itself is gonna affect him per se. I think that's going to be fine unless we hear something negative. This is not like a torn ACL. This is not something that I expect to linger into even like being worried about week one. This is something that he'll be full go by camp and we'll know 100% how, how he looks. Um, if something's If there's something behind schedule by camp, then we'll have some time to panic. You know what I mean? So but for right now we're we're making a guess that he's gonna be healthy. I'm drafting him in best ball as if there's gonna be no problem. I think the only question you gotta ask yourself is will you know more leaving and and the, the the play calling change and and McCarthy calling plays and the offense changing up, but it's supposed to change up toward run heavy, but the problem is what if they're not successful? What if they don't deploy it right? What if they're like the the Ravens so many years in a row where the Ravens are like, we're going to do this now. We're going to become a run-heavy team. We're going to make Lamar not run. Then Lamar doesn't play his game. Lamar looks horrible. Lamar gets hurt, and he's not being Lamar. And and then all of a sudden, the run doesn't work. Just because you want to run more doesn't mean you will run more. So I don't know how it's going to work. I do know that Pollard doesn't have the competition – that we feared he would have coming out of the NFL draft. And to me, even though they will spare him a little bit, you want him getting no more than like on average 14 to 16 carries a game. You don't want him getting 24 carries a game. You want him to have a 24, 25 carry game every five or six games from, from you know, spaced out like you do. You want him to have a big game like that, but you can't have him getting 22 carries a game. He will break. He is Alvin Kamara-esque in that he gets you 14, 15 carries, gets you five to seven yards per carry. Like ETN, ETN gets you 14 to 16 carries. Some games he'll average 10 yards per carry on 14 carries because he's efficient. He's being used efficiently. He's getting a draw play, you know, or a little a little pitch behind the line of scrimmage and he's it counts as a run. And dude runs like 16 yards down the field. Tony Pollard, if used properly, and I do believe they will attempt to. And as long as the offense responds well and they move the football down the field and this doesn't collapse without more, I think he's a top. I think he's got the potential let me put it this way. Tony Pollard, a moon man, who I'm not taking off the moon man, the draft made him even more of a moon man. Tony Pollard has the potential to be a top five running back. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not saying to expect it. I'm not saying to draft for it, but he I can confidently say I would be shocked zero percent if he was like running back three through eight weeks of football and maybe he jumped in and out of the top five and finished number seven but it wouldn't shock me at all if we're sitting at week eight and he was the number three running back wouldn't shock me a single bit
0: yeah I would you rather have tony pollard or hold, hold on steve harris. steve hold on hold on let let, oh, sorry, Har- sorry, let sorry, harris can sorry about that. yeah
1: just hang tight i'll call on you when when it's time steven harris go ahead
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, I can really see Tony Pollard coming back and just having a monster season. I just got him in the fifth round uh, at the seventh. The fifth round, the seventh pick in the fifth round. And I, I feel pretty good about it, you know. Kenny Pickett went right after him. And fifth I round? Him Tony Pollard over Kenny fifth Pickett. round, bro? Yeah.
1: God, you gotta be feeling good right now. It, your, your skull, your skull is probably hurting as your brain's trying to <laughs> protrude through it. Massive, massive oh, brain yeah. on top of your shoulders right now, bro. Phenomenal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was contemplating whether I should get him or Javante or maybe DeAndre Swift because, like how the other guy was saying, like I really could see DeAndre Swift also having a a breakout season, a monster season at um with the Eagles with that with that line.
1: Yeah, I. That
0: I line, you know, I could see
1: at at the risk really of really coming. At, at the risk of getting slapped around twice now by by Swift, I I the, the more the more I break it down as I did at the top of this show, and even though Joe Joe's still in here, Joe I'm coming back to you in one second. Even though I went after Joe a little bit yeah. with his one number one overall running back ranking for Swift coming into 2024, even though I went at him a little bit, I did very much support Swift at the beginning of the show, and I still do. The I'm getting more and more into this idea of Swift being my running back two with a, com- a compliment like Camara, you know, or a compliment like Pierce or a compliment like Pacheco, who's fallen into the round five, six range. Who knows if he climbs a lot because of the Kenneth Walker fall and, and, and because he, he escaped the NFL draft, but you, you pair a Swift and a Pacheco as your running back to a Pierce and a Swift as your running back to a Javante and, and, um, and P Ryan together, with Swift as your running back too, I don't know. I'm really feeling like Swift has a lot of upside, and for some reason, I don't know if it's because I, I like the punishment of it. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I have a psych degree. Maybe I need to sit on my own couch and do a psych evalu- evaluation on myself. But I I want to be on board this year. I I just I, I love Philly so much. I love this Philly offense so much, and the Eagles came out stronger than they they were. Coming out of that 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 Super Bowl loss, you know, it, it's like it's like Philly these Philly these Eagle haters are just gonna just be so upset when they see Philly's got literally a fast pass to the NFC Championship game. They're walking straight into the NFC Championship game. They improved their team so much this NFL uh, offseason. Like this team is walking yeah. into the NFC Championship game. The only question for me is who's facing them. And and I think it's going to be the Chicago Bears. And I know a lot of people think that's crazy, but everybody everybody thought that I was crazy when I said the the Bengals would be doing the same thing.
0: Very hot take. The Bengals, you were right on that, but the Bears, I don't know, man. I don't know about the Bears.
1: Uh, let's go over. Yeah, I know nobody knew about the Bengals either, so it's n- no surprise to me, but but it's fine. I could be wrong on it. Let's go over to Adam real quick. Then I'm going to swing back over to Joe, who wants uh, Swift at number one overall. Uh, go, go ahead, Adam. So I, I kind of drew my line
2: in the sand to me, and I, I know this might come across as a little bit um, thinking out there, but when I now have the number three pick, I'm taking
1: Bijan over CMC every time. Look, rest of the season. You you want you want me to hit the take a lap button because I'm not gonna do it. It, You know I I don't necessarily condone taking him where you don't have to, but I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. When I'm on the clock at number four overall, I I don't hesitate to take Bijan number four overall. And when I'm on the clock at number three, and I'm looking at CMC. Part of me feels like I'm forcing it, so I'm not gonna hit this take mm-hmm. a lap button. I- I'll-, I'll hit the Smitty Approve button. You've just been Smitty yes, yes.
3: approved.
1: I don't hate to take it all, and-, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I did I did it in a best ball draft last night. <laughs> yep.
2: You know, I mean, it, to me, I- I'm I- I'm I've a- I've always been about taking risks. The the biggest people, the millionaires in the world, and so on, are people who take risks. And yep. so, my 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 gut has been similar to yours. Is I think he's going to be the, end up being the number one this year. I really do. He, he went to the exact spot that I wanted him to, going to a team that I know will use him, who will run the ball with him. I love it. I, I really do. I just think he's going to be the number one this year. The, and the if pa- he's going to be number one, I'm taking him number one. One second, one second. The Patrick dropping a $20
1: wad on screen. The Patrick, appreciate you. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate you uh yeah bro I, I'm all I'm all about I'm all about boldness I'm all about putting your 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 nads on the table and and there's nothing wrong with taking Bijan number three overall trust your gut bro like what are you gonna do take take CMC because everybody else says that you should if you think CMC is gonna get hurt you don't trust him he's got more mileage keep in mind that Christian McCaffrey is as safe as he appears to be. To everybody this was a guy that walking into that season before he was traded to san francisco walking into that year people were like i can't invest in cmc ever again like there, people wrote him Absolutely off terrified to take him yeah yeah he everybody two years in a row he didn't play football for anybody on any sort of consistent level so so injured for two years straight and, and you had people saying i'm not going to take him anymore and not only did we push through that because he did go to an amazing location, but we're drafting him again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not crazy mm-hmm. to say, why don't you just take the guy in your gut you feel is going to be the number one overall running back in 2023, Bijan Robinson. If if somebody, if somebody that's too early for somebody, if there's a worried William or a concerned Caleb out there that wants to be very, very safe with it, that's fine. We welcome all... All, all types of drafters in this community and I will support you and I'll hold your hand until you're ready to jump and go get Bijan for number one running back value. But this is not a place where we hold back and just wait for things to happen. Where's captain obvious when we need him let's go ahead and take Bijan once he's safe and proven if you like Bijan three or four take him I did it last night in a best ball I didn't want Christian McCaffrey I wanted Bijan I got handed a number three overall pick I wasn't allowed to trade because it's best ball so I took Bijan just like you did and I'm not apologetic about it at all Do I think in a redraft setting you should trade down to six because the odds are about 90% you're going to get him? Maybe 95% you're going to get him at number six overall because all of the worried Williams and, and concerned Caleb's and the grandmas in your league, they're not thinking like we are yet. They're slowly getting adjusted to it. So listen to what I'm saying, the words coming out of my mouth, people. Trade down if you can get away with it. I'm not condoning people to not take value or leave value on the board. I'm only saying in a box, in a bind, like with what this gentleman Adam's saying or what I'm saying if you're in a best ball and can't trade out, put your balls on the table and go for it, young man. Uh, let's go. Let's go over to Steven real quick, then over to Joe. Steven, go.
3: Talking about Tony Pollard, DeAndre uh, Swift, guys. whatever, uh, 227 carries, uh, which was fifth in the league last year. Um, are you sure that we're not overlooking with the additions that the Steelers are making on that offensive line, Najee Harris, because that's one team that we know has and will ride with a bell cow back. And uh, uh, I think Najee uh, may be a little bit uh, lower than what he should be.
1: Um, I 100% agree with you. And I definitely said so anytime it's been brought up. So this is not this is not new, you know, to the to the show. Because Ron Navy, you know, is here. So when Ron Navy's here, Steelers get brought up a lot. <laughs> so, but we talk about this all the time. Do you know where Najee Harris is going now? Kenneth Walker's fall is going to be Najee Harris's uh, uh, rise by one draft one one running back slot, which may not equate to one draft slot. It might equate to like five draft slots because of the wide receivers spread out and tight ends and quarterbacks. When a running back falls, another running back climbs three or four or five draft slots because of it. And so I don't know if Najee's going to live in round four anymore after the fall of Walker. We have to wait for the ADP data to roll in. But Harris could climb from round four to the top of round three. We just don't know. We got to see what's up. One or two running backs will. Will it be Harris or will Harris stay where he is? I have a feeling he climbs at least half a round. But but even if he climbed into the, top, the bottom or mid-round three, and Ron Navy and I talked about this when we were talking about his fourth round ADP, which is what he apparently had, that's great value. Like Najee Harris, that's all upside. You know, in, in the mid-round three, late-round three. In round four, it's win a league value, bro. It's win a league value in round four. So I don't think you're wrong at all, Steven. I think Najee Harris, you could go... If you were to get him, let's say, at the top of four, and you could come out of your draft with, let's say... So if you had a top of four pick, that would mean that you have a late first rounder, right? So you come out, let's say Bijan... No, let's say you go wide receiver. Let's say you go... Let's say you go... Tyreek Hill, St. Brown, um Joe Burrow and then your first running back is Najee Harris. I'm fine with that. Y- you could go zero RBs through round 3, Najee your number one running back, fantastic. And if you got to take him in round 3, there's still a lot of upside. Unfortunately, less upside. Every time you climb, there's less upside, but I really really do like I really do like Najee in round 4. It's fantastic. Let's go over to uh, let's go over to to uh, Harris one more time. Uh, Jake dropped. Uh, Joe dropped off. Joe, Joe, where'd you go? I was just going to Joe. Let's go over to Harris. Go ahead, Harris. All right. Let's go back over to uh, Steve. Steve. Steve, you got anything else, Stephen?
2: Hello, anyone? Hello. Hey, Smitty. I'll jump in since no one's talking. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. I actually got uh B. John with Gibbs and Harris all together in one of my best balls with Josh
1: Allen. Who's I'm your wide receiver crew? If you got a Watson or a London with that smash, bro. I got Pickens,
2: actually. That's not bad.
1: That's not bad. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I'd rather be a little more balanced got, than that.
2: And I got Kyle. And I got – I took Kyle Pitts, too. Yeah. I got
1: Pitts as well. I think you can't do any better – if you go late wide receiver shopping then Watson and London, like you get Watson and London and you go running back, running back quarterback or running back, quarterback, running back or running back, running back, even running back. You know, you you go three RBs and you get Watson and London smash, absolute smash. Love it. Just an amazing,
2: but you know, you know, you you know how I feel about Dell. I think Dell is going to be a top 20 run uh, wide receiver. So, I draft him. I, I put him in, in my when I draft him. I'm counting on him to be one of my best receivers to go with my stud wide, my stud running back. Yeah, draft depending yeah. on how I go, and then some. You know, it just depends on where I'm drafted. If I get, you know, I get the number one pick, more on opt. I'm just going to go and take Jefferson. You know, but like certain at certain places in the draft, you know, you can only do so much. Like you have to. Kind of go with the flow. How how the draft is going based on where you? I mean, you get unlucky, you get that eighth, that nine spot. I mean, yeah, you're lucky. Hey. You, you'll, you'll, you'll most of the time be able to get Bijan there, but you're going to be hit later on in the draft trying to get
1: hey, players. Hey, real quick, I, I'm sorry about these two super chats. Uh, Hung like Hernandez and Isaac. You still here? Hopefully, you guys are still here. Uh, Hung like Hernandez says, JT or Gibbs in the in dynasty. Gibbs, right? Yeah, I go Gibbs. I go get. I, I like JT a lot. I think JT still got a whole lot to prove, and I think he's going to bounce back. He'll have a chip on his shoulder. I think. I think one thing we need to remember, and I'm probably going to do a video on this. And let me write it down just to remember. Um, it, 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 we got to remember this. JT, could, there's still a world where JT could still be the number one running back. Does anybody anybody think that's crazy? Because because the only thing I would say to you is he got hurt last year. Like, what, what has changed? He's got a new quarterback. He's going to be able to move the, the chains a little better. There's still a world. I'm not saying there's a high probability of it, but there's still a, an off chance he could be the same JT he was the year prior. And at the cost of what sometimes is a second-round pick, that's a, an amazing screaming steal. Maybe not one you want to bank on in every league, you know, lay off the risk, but there's definitely a world where JT could be a top, if, Top if, one. Anthony,
3: if Anthony Richardson starts, if he starts, uh, it will mean a a big bump up for me, for Jonathan Taylor, because they're going to have to account for that kid in the running game. Uh, he is an excellent athlete. And if he pans out, JT could very well uh, wind up being number one. Yeah, and before,
1: no before you know, the, the uh, angry uh, Angus starts writing in the chat, like, are you crazy? this guy just say JT's the number one running back? I said he could be. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not even saying the odds are extremely great. But when you can say that about a player you're getting in round two, that tells you you're hitting a home run with so much upside and 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 a like very little risk. When that player could be said in a sentence like he could be the, the he could be the number one running back. But that said, hung like Hernandez. Give me Gibbs because. His career is just getting going. This is dynasty, and Gibbs to me also has similar value. Um, could he be the number one running back? Probably not. I mean, he could, but I, I'm going to say that there's not a. I, I think he's more going to live in the at highest like three to six or something for RBs. And but his ceiling is so high, his floor is up there. You know, JT's floor, because he's older, too, is is a lot lower. Not a lot lower, but lower. Gibbs is just such a safe, tight range of, of, of outcomes that I want that safety. Give me Gibbs and the longevity, Hernandez. Appreciate you. Isaac says, is Gibbs a top 10 pick in non-PPR and half PPR? Gibbs is going in round three and four, bro. I don't know how. I don't know when that's going to change. It's a product of the the old ADP is what underdog and all these um, drafting apps start with, right? So we see Kenneth Walker floating at the top for like two rounds until somebody finally decides to take him and they're pressured to take him. And and and, and the same thing goes for Gibbs. He's still far down there. So when people go into drafts tonight, tomorrow, the day before, Gibbs wasn't up yet. So he's kind of being driven down because people are forgetting to draft him. They're also being suggested to take him later because the ADP hasn't updated, the suggested rank. And so Gibbs, I think, climbs a lot. But right now he's going in the third or fourth round. So he's not a top 10 pick in, in redraft at all right now. And that's a steal. That's great news. But will he climb into a half PPR top 15 overall? He could. He could easily climb into the bottom around two or at least a 2-3 turn in redraft. And in Dynasty, he's a top 12 pick, yeah. In, in non-PPR, maybe top 15, top 12. Um, but in PPR, half PPR, he's definitely a top 15 Dynasty pick, and he's definitely going to eventually be a third rounder in, in, in redraft if we're lucky and he doesn't climb higher. But thank you, Isaac, for that super chat. Thank you, uh, both of you, for dropping that. Um, I'm going to go around the, the horn real quickly and then drop you guys off the line. Uh ten seconds, Harris, go.
0: Uh everyone should buy Tony Pollard stock. Uh, Tony Pollard to the moon. Uh I'll catch you later, Smitty. Pre-
1: appreciate you calling in, calling anytime, pal. All right. Yeah. Uh Adam, final thoughts.
2: Uh everybody should be trying to get as much tank Dell as you can at the end of the draft before his ADP starts rising
1: can I, I agree Steven final thoughts
3: two quarterback league uh, sneaky pick for your second QB will be Geno Smith with the addition of uh, Jackson Smith Jigba there uh, with uh, uh, DK and uh, Tyler uh, it it, uh, it may really pan out for you
1: hold on a second my uh, sorry my screen wasn't working all right I appreciate you Steven Call, call in any time, pal. Poor Steven. <laughs> my si- I need to restart my system. It got stuck on that screen. Uh, we got one more Super Chat coming in. The Patrick dropping another $5 holler. Smitty, if you pair Swift and Penny and one other piece like Pacheco or Dylan or Rashad White, I think that's a good place for... Let me move it out of the way so I can read it. A good place for running back to... Um, Screw Pollard. I love Pollard. Um, I, I I agree. I think Pacheco, and that's exactly what I was saying earlier. Swift with Pacheco, and I don't even know that I need Penny, but it's it's definitely a nice you know safeguard move. But Swift and Pacheco, Swift and Kamara, Swift and a, a plethora of player op, uh, of options is a fantastic running back too. Definitely what we said earlier, and and, and appreciate your super chat, and totally agree. Uh, but I disagree with the Tony Pollard comment. Tony Pollard is going to be a, a monster. Gar- uh, Grant it says Cup or Tyreek and T-Law. Cup or Tyreek and T-Law or Deshaun Watson. First of all, T-Law over Deshaun Watson. Cup or Tyreek. <sighs> give me, I mean, it depends on your quarterback. It sounds like you don't have a quarterback. So give me T-Law and Tyreek. I think that's a safe move. I mean, Cup I mean, and T- Ty- Tyreek are going very near each other anyway. They're both first-rounders. Give me Tyreek and T-Law. But this is assuming you need T-Law. But I, I take T-Law over Deshaun. Of course, uh, Jake takes Deshaun, but we knew that was coming. Uh, someone saw someone draft three Seattle wide receivers yesterday. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I mean, I, I like Gino. And I was kidding when I hit the button on Steven. Steven, if you're watching, I was just joking when you said number two QB, sne- sneaky number two QB is Gino. it's In Superflex, he's not going to be, you know, no one's going to sleep on him. Everyone gets scooped up in Superflex. I would say if you're going to go sneaky, you'd say something like Sam Howell, you know, or or Jordan Love. Jordan Love's my sneaky number two QB walking into Superflex. But but Gino's probably going to go pretty high. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're throwing down. And, and look, Gino might have a, a nice crafty season, Stephen, because he does have a lot of weapons. Uh, Watson over T-Law. Uh, you're entitled to your, your opinion, Jake, but... You just... I still appreciate Jake and his enthusiasm. 183 of you still in here, only 87 thumbs up. Please punch that thumb up button on your way out the door. I will see you all later. Go get bijan will ya? Thank you for everybody that super chatted. Uh, super chatters of the night were Grant, who just super chatted. Grant, appreciate you dropping that that super uh, two dollar holler. Uh, the Patrick dropping two super chats. Appreciate you, the Patrick uh, dropping a twenty and then a five. Isaac dropping a two dollar holler. Hung like Hernandez, a two dollar holler. Austin, a two dollar holler. Grant, another ten dollar holler. Uh, Rock out dropping a super chat. Isaac, Lewis. Sir Isaac and rock out again. Garrett dropping yet another one. Judy and Ridley escaped the draft. I don't know if they, maybe they escaped the draft, Garrett, but they haven't escaped injury or, you know, bouncing back. I do like Ridley and I hope Ridley proves people wrong, but he's been out of football for so long. So I, I question any high draft capital being spent on him. It just depends where you're getting him. Judy, I'm going to go ahead and pass on in 2023. I'm going to let, he's all yours. I'm going to let you take that that guy in and, 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 and work that experiment out right in front of us. And we'll, and tell us how it how it ends out. Ends up uh, working out. Appreciate you, Garrett. Thank you very much. T Law is a Mars man, says Joe. Joe, appreciate you. Uh Derek Lincoln, appreciate you. The Patrick, appreciate you. I'm a die. I'm a diehard Browns fan, but Lawrence over Watson. Um, that's a smart man there. Uh let's see here. Overcome says uh, that sucks, dude. Had Brees, what a gold mine until the injury. Judy didn't escape. Mims says Hod Prime, and I, you know, I do agree with Hod. I, I don't. I, Judy worries me. Judy feels like um Sammy Watkins, very talented. Never gonna, never gonna play out. Space Ricky, see you later. Overcome, see you later. I'll see everybody later today at at seven p.m.
3: Hi, my name is B John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring. M-I-N-G-O. And Mingo was his name, all.